Hello and welcome to the Now We're Talking podcast, the podcast where us three lovely young men discuss uh, every entry in the numbered series of Now That's What I Call Music in chronological order, UK series only. And uh, this week we are talking about now 12, isn't it? Now 12, now disc 12. 1. Yeah. And what, what's going on here? We've got... Is it meant to be a, in a swimming pool or something? Yeah. Are the numbers floating in a swimming pool? It looks pool? like a swimming pool, doesn't it? Well, because yeah. I had quite a close look at this because it intrigued me. And uh, it's real. They've like done that. Definitely. Wow. They've mocked that up but for real. Is this a, a badly cropped version that you've got on here? This is yes. the official now. Yeah, it don't, it don't look like that for me. Okay, I'll find when, I'll find with it. my eyes. <laughs> half, half the end missing. So, you know, coloured bingo balls, looking a bit more 3D now. They've yeah. also done away with the lightning bolt thing. So now that's what I call music is just written on a sort of yellow plate there. Yeah, I think so. I reckon this is meant to be a diving board. Yeah. The diving board, and then you've got these—you've got the letters one and two floating in the, in the swimming pool. Oh yeah, or written on the bottom, maybe. So, it's nice. given that, it's it should nice. have a bit of an aquatic thing going on. Yeah, was this one released in the summer then? Yes, it's the yeah. first one actually that we've had because it's been like a sort of March November thing. They have had like now summer albums and smash hit summer albums and stuff. Yeah, they just haven't had one out on the sort of main series in July. But yeah, this one's from July. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it was released on so the... So when was the last one released? Was that in uh, November? That was 21st of March. Okay, wow. 88. Not, so not, not long then. Quick no, around, this, yeah. yeah, this one's the 11th of July, 1988. So uh, I forgot to say this at the start, but um, Martin, we can learn to make it right. What do we do? We learn to make it right. Well, it answered itself, didn't yeah. it? There you go. Uh, Harry, is it Cloak and Dagger? Uh, it's my turn. I, I don't know. I can't even come up with a with a quip. Uh, I can't even remember what song it's from. Is it Cloak and Dagger? It's more fun if you don't know. I can't remember what song. <laughs> no, it's cheese and cheese and biscuits. That's the traditional. Oh, it's cheese and biscuits. Yeah, that's the traditional. It's better dinners. than Cloak and Dagger. It's hard to get a cloak these days, and you know, if you carry a dagger around, the police might stop you. Yeah, well, people just don't have daggers anymore. They carry knives. Don't they? No one's ever, like, carried a dagger. But a dagger is more, you know, it's actually designed, it's a knife that's designed for, like, so combat. So, like, it's why... Yeah, a dagger is a knife, so... Yeah. People it's, might be carrying knives, and they might be daggers. Yeah. Just call them a knife. Well, you get your combat knife, but that's not a dagger either. Dagger's, like, double, in it. It's like, so it's like it's like a little sword, isn't it? It's okay. got two nasty edges, whereas like a combat yeah. knife's just got the one, isn't it? Okay. Is yeah. it called a dagger because you dag someone with it? Yeah. A bloody dagger. Dagger. Yeah. Dagger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now twelve was released on the eleventh of July, eighty eight. Uh, went straight to number one, standard. 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 Stay there for five weeks. 
Yeah, with double platinum, which like, yeah, that's all right. They normally yeah. get quadruple or triple. It knocked off Tracy Chapman's solo album. Mm-hmm. Wow, I thought she only had one song. Was the whole album just that song? I don't know. She had uh, two songs. No, we had two songs. Yeah, there was another one. <laughs> For my lover, that's a good one. There was yeah. uh, well, car, yeah, slow bus, one. hovercraft at a reasonable velocity. Actually, that's my band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tracy Chapman by Tracy Chapman. We'll hear a little bit more about her later. Yeah, knocked off the number one spot by Kylie Minogue's album, Kylie. Ah. So we need to go from, like, yeah, March the 22nd to the 11th of July. So just a little, little, little bit of time. Yeah, a little bit of historical time. context. All right, March the 24th, Mordecai Vanunu was... Uh, <laughs> What? Who's that? And why is their name so good? Oh, he's... I'll tell you a little bit about him in a sec. He was sentenced to 18 years in prison uh, in Israel for basically disclosing their nuclear programme to the Sunday Times. Oh, dear. Um, He wasn't born Mordecai Vanunu. I think he was something like Chris Smith or something like that. And yeah, he changed his name. But yeah, I think he used to work... I guess he worked on the nuclear programme in Israel. And yeah, went to the British papers and said they've got a nuclear program, which people didn't know about. The secret police in Israel lured him to Italy somehow. Wow. Yeah, drugged him and kidnapped him, took him to Israel and he stood trial for whatever, official secrets or something. Yeah, got sentenced to 18 years in prison. I think 11 of them were in solitary Wow. Yeah. And he got out, he's like sort of an activist guy. But yeah, he's got an interesting Wikipedia. And an interesting name. Right, April the 30th, the World Expo 88 opens in Brisbane, Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, right. see, we don't really have expos anymore, do we? No, I just think of what's the, the episode of The Simpsons where they go to the trade, was it a trade expo? Oh, and yeah. They get there like <laughs> 10 years too late. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when they weeks. steal that car, when they take that car, innit? Yeah. Or oh, Nelson just drives them because he drives his car or whatever. I think Bart's driving, isn't he? Is he? They have a sun sphere. That <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, in May, GCSEs replaced the O level and GCE oh system. Wow, yeah. And uh, May the 19th, house prices in Norwich, which was a key beneficiary of the economic boom, apparently. They rose by 50% in one year. Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. Unemployment went under 2.5 million for the first time since 1981. Things are looking up for Britain, yeah? Unless yeah. you're looking to buy a house in Norwich. Unless, yeah, unless you're looking to Maybe buy a house. Fun. Well, yeah, weirdly enough, like, we bought a house in Norwich the next year, so, like, we've got well mugged off. We've probably paid, like, double what we would have done <laughs> June the 10th to the 14th, uh, spontaneous 1,000 people strong singing demonstrations happened in Estonia, which begun the Singing Revolution, as it was called, which uh, was sort of the Baltic states, like, you know, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, breaking away from the Soviet Union. So, yeah, break up the Soviet Union, starting June the 11th, Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday at Wembley Stadium. He wasn't there, obviously, because he was still in jail, but... Yeah, who played? Sting, George Michael, Eurythmics, Tracy Chapman played twice. I'll tell you why in a minute. Fish played, UB40. No, Uh, all his favourites played. Yeah, Die Straight sort of headlined, although there was Uh, one song after they played by some lady doing an opera or something. Uh, Whitney Houston played. There was a load of comedians that were there as well. Whitby Goldberg did a speech. Yeah, there was loads of speeches. And Stevie Wonder played eventually... But when he got there, 
he was meant to play like a slot and he uh, got there and all his hard disk had gone missing from the keyboard which had like all of his tracks on and everything for them to play and he's like I can't play without the hard disk it's got all the changes and things already programmed into it and we can't do the show and he walked off all down the ramp not to play and he was all crying and really unhappy yeah <laughs> yeah. did he actually cry? yeah he was apparently he was oh, in well. tears oh. and uh, yeah poor old Stevie and so Tracy Chapman had to play like again later in the evening and she played Fast Car and everyone loved it apparently she sold two million records in the weeks oh, after wow. and they were all like really thank oh cheers for doing it like twice Chase Tracy nice. After Tracy played, they managed to convince like Stevie Wonder that they could use someone's stuff, Whitney Houston's stuff, Whitney Houston's gear, and he, they eventually managed to persuade him to play. And he just called out all the changes to his band. I think. There you go. I think Tracy Chapman stole the hard disk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit it away. Got yeah. the second set. Sold two million yeah. albums. Replaced it the next day. Everyone's, everyone's happy. Okay, you have yeah. to make Stevie Wonder cry, but if you sell two million albums, you're not going to be too uh, upset about that. Nah, nah. Make Stevie and Wonder also, cry. stealing from Stevie Wonder is great because yeah. as long as he doesn't do it right <laughs> in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Stevie, that was a really <laughs> June the 25th. The Netherlands win Euro 88 Football Championship. Ooh, all right. Yeah, they beat the USSR in the final with goals from Rude Hullet and an absolute worldie from Marco Van Basten. Rude Hullet was playing back then. Yeah, in like, 88, yeah. Because I remember him from the 90s. Yeah, he was old when he was okay. playing for like Chelsea. He's at the end of his career. So this was the young Hullet. Yeah, this was a young swashbuckling Rude Hullet and Marco Van Basten before injuries messed his career up. Okay. July the 6th, the syringe tide in New York and New Jersey began. There was a load of weird syringes and medical waste kept washing up on the beaches in New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Big problem. They eventually worked out it was all coming from that big old Fresh Kills rubbish tip, which apparently they don't use anymore. But um, I heard somewhere that it was like the biggest man-made structure on Earth, this rubbish dump in New York. Wow. Yeah. Don't know if that was actually true. Totally is medical waste. <laughs> Just all of New York's, for like years, it was New York's only rubbish dump, so it took everything. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, you can imagine how stinky that probably is. They're going to make a park and some lovely apartments out of it soon. Out of it, out of the dump. Yeah, you know, that's what we'll landfill in it. You fill it in, build something on top of it, probably fucking stinks. Yeah. Yeah. If you go digging in your garden, you might find like old Atari games. <laughs> <laughs> really old Coke cans. Do you remember when Coke cans looked like this? <laughs> Coke cans. Not Tango. Kicking Coke cans. You talk about me not being married again. I put your fucking head through the wall. <laughs> right, hatches, matches, and dispatches. <laughs> March 24th Big Sean Big I Sean. don't even know I, do, I, do you know Big Sean's I don't know who Big Sean is <laughs> he's a big rapper man he's a big rapper he's big as well because he's Big okay. Sean yeah okay. yeah Big Sean as opposed to like Little Sean Normal Size Sean Sean Puffy Combs Big Sean he just sounds like someone who you'd go to school with isn't it? Big Sean Big Sean, <laughs> Sean. he's right hard yeah, April 3rd, Norwich goalie. Yeah, he'll be playing tonight, Tim Krull. Tim Krull? Yeah, Tim Krull. Okay. Yeah, another in a long line of... 
roles. Fairly able Norwich keepers that they've had over the years. Like Brian Gunn. Yeah, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty reliable, decent. <laughs> April 10th, Hayley Joel Osmond. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he grew up, his face didn't. Weird, isn't it? It's like face is sort of all tiny in the middle now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. April 28th, Juan Mata, Man United footballer. Wow, that's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> May the 5th, uh, British soul diva monolith, 10% of the British music industry revenue, Adele. Wow. Yeah, she's a big old bad boy. Same day, Brooke Hogan, daughter of uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. 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 May 19th, Lily Cole. Yeah. Which one's she? I thought we had Lily Cole before. Uh, we talked about her. We talked about her. I don't know. I can't remember what in relation to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely talked about her. Yeah. June the 2nd, Sergio Aguero, Man City striker. See, a bit of balance there. Got Manu and Man City. Okay. Yeah. June the 9th, Socrates Papastathopoulos. The place for Arsenal. Okay, yeah. See, I'm, I'm letting all the football teams get have, their, have a go today. June 25th, Mark Haskins. Oh, he's plus a bedtime Haskins. Yeah. yeah. June the 26th, uh, notorious Big Brother twins, Samanda. Do you remember them? No, obviously not. <laughs> Are they like blonde twins? Yeah. Yeah, I remember there were some twins in Big Brother. I think I was sort of not really watching Big Brother by that point. So. Yeah. Yeah. July the 7th, Jack Whitehall. Oh, yeah. Posh Whitehall. Yeah. Matches, we've got April 29th, Burt Reynolds and Laurie Anderson. Yeah, or Bertie. April 30th, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, who's another actress. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. She is. I think they're still married, aren't they? Are they? Do you yeah. think that's why the ball in Castaway is called Wilson? No, because it's just the sponsorship. It's just a product placement. That, no, it's she owns the Wilson <laughs> sports brand. But yeah, like it could be a tribute to her, couldn't it? <laughs> but like weaved into it. May, uh, and May the 28th, uh, Jeannie Francis, an actress from General Hospital, married Jonathan Frakes. So Riker boy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. the manoeuvre as he right. came into the bedroom. Uh, no, that's he proposed like that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so if you haven't seen the He got up on either. one knee and did <laughs> Dispatches April the fifteenth, Kenneth Williams. Which one was he? Was he err or <laughs> He was err. Right, right. <laughs> May the fourteenth, Prince Ashwin of Lipper Biesterfeld. He was a former Nazi and New York Metropolitan Museum of Art expert on Eastern Chinese art and shit. So he was one of the old Nazis that moved over and got cushy jobs in America after the war. Operation Paperclip. Yeah, and May the 21st, Sammy Davis Sr. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's your hatches, matches and dispatches. Yeah, dispatched. Dispatched. Tom Hanks is still married to Rita Wilson. Oh, there you go. Of course, he's a faithful man. A love that endures. It's his second marriage. Through oh. 100 nows. Oh, no, not quite. Through, I don't know, like 99 nows. Yeah. 89 nows. And counting. So, yeah. with our little historical context out of the way, it's time to talk about our first song. With a little help from my friends by Wet Wet Wet. Yeah. Wet this Wet Wet. Something I was wet, dis- wet, wet. disappointed to find out exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
disappointing. I don't. I, uh, I, I don't mind the original version. It's a nice little oh, Ringo yeah. song. But one one of the things I noticed is, aside from the fact it's kind of pointless because they don't do anything different with yeah. the arrangement. <laughs> In the original, they have lines like, "What do you think of us out of tune or?" or out of key or whatever. Mm. And that worked with Ringo, because Ringo wasn't the best singer in the world. Yeah. Whereas my Pello, it doesn't make any sense, because he's not... Warbling all over the yeah. place and trying to over-sing, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's, like, not the best cover, is it? No. It's, it's I, I, pointless. I prefer Joe pointless. Cocker's one from yeah. the Wonder Years. No, the, the Joe Cocker one's really good, because yeah. it does something different with it. It completely changes yeah. the time the signature, yeah. Yeah. slows it down. It's really different, really raw. Yeah. Um... Whereas this, this is just pointless. Yeah, and really. if, if you're going to do a cover that's identical, like doing one from one of the most famous albums ever, what's the point when, I, I, you know, just go and listen to that? Yeah. But before we completely, like, rip them to pieces, it was a non-album single. It, was charity, it wasn't on Pop Yeah, it? it was for Childline, so, yeah. you know. I watched the video. Uh, many, the yeah, yeah, many, yeah. A, many a pop star has done a shitty cover for charity. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, wonder, like, I wonder who was the first. What is good is I. This I, might be uh, it. I it might good. be what the first of a long line of shit cover oh, songs. What about Band Aid? Band Aid? No, but for charity cover songs, Band Aid isn't a cover, is it? Oh yeah, I suppose. Also, this was this wasn't the only one. It was a double A side. It was, yeah. Do you know what the uh, other one was? Wow. I did read this. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, you're close, actually. It was Billy Bragg. Doing a cover of "She's Leaving Home" by the Beatles. Oh, oh okay. yeah, another, another wet, wet, wet. Is that on Sergeant Pepper's "She's Leaving Home"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. But um, I wanted to introduce one of my favourite websites at, at this point. It's called Song Meanings, and it's oh, where yeah. people get to like upload <laughs> what they think songs. Yeah, about. I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. So everyone knows Beatles songs about drugs. So ZOSO028 says. No, this song is definitely about drugs. Friends, inverted commas, means drugs here. I've heard this from multiple sources. <laughs> uh, Must be true then. With a little help from my drugs. Yeah. Oh. When I first heard this song, Joe Blow, without reference to other Beatles songs or even knowing who it was, I thought the singer for referring to prostitutes. <laughs> you're not sad because you're home all alone. You need someone to love who could be anybody. Love at first sight and not knowing who or what is there in the dark. It all points to female prostitution. Ah. And there's another <laughs> she one. She in love at first sight with prostitutes. I won't read the whole comment. It's love. But someone else said it was about sex and free love. And he was saying that I get bi, as in I get bisexual, with a little help from my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I get bi, but only with my yeah. friends encouraging me. Good website. It is kids. Yeah. Well, maybe that's uh, maybe Marty knew all that, and that's why he's so smiley. God, yeah, he was fucking grinning away in the video. I know, I had to cover my eyes. He didn't stop <laughs> smiling. It looked painful uh, for him. He had to smile. Yeah. For charity! You can't look sad. But from what I remember of the video, it was just them playing in like a club or something. Yeah, and a little girl sort of walks up to a telephone box and rings Childline. At the end, yeah. yeah. And then There's no real it. tension in that no. subplot at all. It's just little girl looks at the telephone box, shallow room, Childline. Yeah, we'll... I uh, feel quite happy now that I've done it. <laughs> How did this get on in chart? So, well, like this... UK, probably an island only, right? Yeah. Charity thing. So, yeah, it was an Irish number one Andy Aramafire. And number one in the UK, which means this is has been number one in the UK three times, but not for the Beatles. Joe Cocker's got there in the 60s. Wet, wet, wet. 
and f- probably most famously Sam and Mark in 2004 uh, who's Sam Mark? they were like two children's TV presenters who did it for charity again yeah. another charity oh, cover God. yeah it's probably better than the wet 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 version well we might get it I guess in the, in oh, the I hope now. so I hope so Well, from wet, wet, wet to dry, 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 specifically sand, <laughs> circle in the sand, yeah. Belinda Carlisle, our friend from Heaven is a Place on Earth, is back again, isn't she? Yeah, pretty unremarkable. Yeah, it wasn't as good as Heaven is a Place no. on Earth, which has grown on me, actually, since the last time we talked about it. I've had that chorus going round and round my head. Yeah, it's, it's quite a catchy one, mm. unlike Circle in the Sand. But it's, yeah... Yeah, this one's a bit dreary, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, do you know it like it went on a long time as well? Yeah. Do you know who does a unique lead keyboard thing in the song? Martin. Uh, no. He's returning for a second time. Yeah, we've on seen Belinda's it shit. How oh, who was it last time? Thomas Dolby. Yes. Yeah. Doubly five points. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the 12-inch single contained remixes from William Orbit. Yeah. So I, very early showing for William Orbit. Yeah, I didn't realise he was about in the 80s. William oh. Orbit. Yeah. Yeah, and this melody from the middle eight, that that is borrowed from Mike and the Mechanics. Really? Yeah, a song called Silent Running. I mean, there's all the interesting stuff about the song, and it's got nothing to do with the actual content of it. Well, I guess it sort of does. What about in the video? Did anything happen there? Um, no, she sort of just writhed, well, not even writhed, she just sort of stood about on the beach, kind of rubbing her arms all over yeah. herself and in her hair and on her face. It's just a little bit like New Edition, she was doing some of them moves. But, like, yeah, and then, like, she was sometimes in some pictures that were hanging up. You wouldn't develop photographs outside at the beach like that. No, that's, that's silly. Madness. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing special, just have a look at Belinda. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. New Wave Fan 28 says on Song Meanings, <laughs> I agree with Fixer, it's totally erotic. I would love to nail Belinda Carlisle on the beach, lol. Beating cheeks on the beach. Beating her on the beach. Beating cheeks on the beach would leave circles in the sand. <laughs> would it? <laughs> yeah, you can get this one in the reissued version of GTA 5. So, Ooh. you know, the, the, the new one, the Xbox yeah. One jobby. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you really want to listen to the Circle in the Sand. Well, I've bought this that game once on the Xbox 360, but right. I have to get an updated version oh. on PlayStation or something because I need Circle in the Sand. Yeah, mm. you need Belinda's yeah, slightly gravelly voice. Yeah. <laughs> How did we get on in the charts then? Oh, well, it was a Canadian number five. Oh, yeah, Canada, like Yeah. It. An Irish number six under Irma. New Zealand, they said, uh, add 16. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. better. No, add 10, actually. <laughs> Make it 16. Oh, okay. If you add 16, you get bloody 24, and that's not right. <laughs> 22. Uh, never been strong on the maths, us New Zealandians. That's why we need all the engineers, because they can do it. <laughs> do a bit of maths, can't they? Uh, UK number four, that was the highest chart in. Wow. And uh, number seven on the billboard, boy. Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. 
So our next song, it's a Wild World with Maxi Priest. Yeah, which is the largest priest that you can order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most absorbent. Huge, <laughs> the biggest, most absorbent priest. <laughs> yeah, so it's another cover. Yeah. This time they do do something different with it. It's not that different, though. Well, I, I think... Reggae is the easiest style to cover a song in yeah, after that's punk. It. They no, just, punk, you just speed it up and play power chords. Reggae, you just do offbeats. Yeah, they yeah. regified it a but, bit, but it's yeah. not really that different. That wasn't really their idea, though, because they're really covering the Jimmy Cliff reggae version. Oh, okay, so there's someone else has done a reggae version of this song, but they because yeah, I really well, like the original. I like oh, yeah, yeah, the original yeah, like world. That's why when this came on, I was just sort of like. Oh, it's pretty similar to the original, but I prefer to just listen to that. I still enjoyed it just because it's still a strong melody and lyric and everything and reggae. I thought I thought you'd like this, Martin. Bit of reggae, yeah, but I like wild. Oh, oh, oh hang on, reggae more. It's not white reggae. That's yeah, why. yeah, yeah. Because Cat Stevens didn't release this as a single in the UK, and uh, Jimmy Cliff. So everyone else did. <laughs> Jimmy Cliff did like a couple of months after he released the album with with that song on it. So he, he got in there pretty quick. There we go. What do you yeah. think, Harry? It's all right. It's nice enough. It's like, you know, it sort of sounds like classic reggae, which I like. I like that sort of old 60s reggae where it's a little bit more like, I don't know, it's just less formulaic. There's more like, they're more just like normal songs. Reggae gets really formulaic. It's just, yeah. it's always the same like chord structures and things. Whereas the old ones, you hear like songs that get covered now in that are like old reggae songs in completely different styles and you don't even realise okay. you know, like Blondie's Tide is High that was yeah. like I think that was a reggae one originally it was yeah. yeah and like yeah you listen to the reggae one it's like oh yeah it's reggae but it's like a song that translates to any genre rather than just it sounds obviously reggae reggae's lost all meaning now I've said it so much yeah but yeah. Uh, Max, Maxi Priest if you don't know about him he's worked with a lot of hard hitters he worked with Sly and Robbie Shaggy Apache <gasps> Indian, Roberta Flack, and Shabba Ranks. Wow, he did yeah. work with a lot of good ones. Yeah, so he's had a good good career on him. Yeah, um, I can't say I've ever heard of Maxi Priest until now. No, I thought he was like a member of Massive Attack or The Prodigy or something. But really? I, I was thinking of someone with uh, a similar name. Yeah, you're thinking... Oh, there's one in um, Faithless that's called Maxi something, isn't there? And then there's... Yeah, there's the one of the... Guys in the prodigies called like Maxim or something or Maxi something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> our last visit for now to song meanings, this guy here, Nitsurichi, says, sucks that he's in the Taliban now. I mean, use blah blah, only sings about Islam and beers and crap like that. Psh, over it. No. He's not in the Taliban. He's in the Taliban now. He is. This is the joy of song meanings. You can, you can say it's about whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, so, like, did you watch the video? I quite like this one. 
It's just really? all like colourful, ripped up bits of paper yeah, and just, anime. There's a lot, of, a lot of these sorts of videos where you could tell they were getting the special effects in more. Yeah. Just sort of, I don't know, it was alright. It's just like bits, maps. bits of paper. and Yeah. It was the same as the last reggae video. That just yeah. had a load of ripped up maps in the background. Yeah. <laughs> bits of paper overlaid. But they kept just using the same footage of like the girl. Oh, yeah. There's there's a bit they'd like put Audrey Hepburn look alike, wasn't it? It wasn't hugely interesting. It was alright though. Yeah. I just like nice colours. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> he actually goes on to have a number one in the America. Wow! In 1990, least. which we're not going to get on here, so that's why I can talk about it. Well, I just looked at his. Yeah, I was just like, uh, it was Priest? close to you, which makes him one of the only two people to be a British reggae band to get a number one hit in America. Do you know who the other one is mine? You before you. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. He's in rarefied company there. All right, boys. It's Reginald Dixby. Yeah. Oh, Reginald Dixby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a UK number five, mate. Really? Yeah. Well, when are we going to get a new album out of Maxi then? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, Reg. Hello there. It's Reginald or Dixby. <laughs> <laughs> I have an incredibly boring voice, father. <laughs> <laughs> It was a number five on the armor. Number five on the armor. Yeah. Alright. And in New Zealand, it was a number five, mate. Wow. They liked it. Number 25 on the Billboard Top 100, boy. Wow. Well, but, you know, it wasn't the R&B ch- contemporary chart. No, no. It's Maxi right up there. All right, boys, how's it going? All right, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bloody still here, eh? Number 12. Number 12. Yeah. Yeah, they like a bit of reggae out there, don't they, in Aussie and New Zealand lands? Well, reggae's good when you've got the barbie going. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, mate. Good for a come down, you know, (laughs) after party, bag of mine. Slowly, sort of slowed down. About 5 a.m., go for the reggae. Whack some reggae on. Whack some reggae on. Yep. About sort of eight or nine. It's pan pipes. (laughs) Pan pipes to sleep, too. Pan pipe modes. (laughs) I'll give this one number eight, mate, on the Kent Report. Nice. Staying on the reggae tip, it's Aswad. 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 Aswad with Give a Little Love. Yeah. Not what I would kind of expect from Aswad. I expect like a big. Uh, you know, that kind of. I don't think they were ever like, I don't know any of them are Aswad's The Future, that's coming up, a song about Shine into the Future. Oh, and like they, a star. How was that Aswad? Shine okay. into a braid. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit more like bombastic. No, yeah, you see, I'm, I yeah, think I'm probably was... thinking of like other stuff and like yeah. attributing them. This Good one was life. a bit, you know. It was, it was pretty soft. It was, it was nice enough. I could imagine Sebastian the Crab singing it in The Little Mermaid. It had a bit of a kiss the girl vibe to it. <laughs> uh, you know that Aswad means black in Arabic? Yeah. No. Little history of Aswad. They were the backing band on Burning Spears' 1977 live album. And the band have the distinction of having played with each one of the ex Whalers. Wow. And Brinsley Ford, MBE, who's the main singer. He was a child actor in the children's television series Here Come the Double Deckers. 
She used to watch repeats of in the nineties. Wow, I've never seen that. But... Ah, and he was in Diamonds Are Forever. Is that yeah. a modern film, right? Yeah, it's a modern yeah. film. Yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> a multi-talented man. Yeah. yeah. And the song was written by Albert Hammond. Oh, was it? Yeah, he's the father of Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes. Yeah. Wow. There we go. He's a plonker. Is he a plonker? Yeah, yeah, he really is. What makes him... No, hang on. No, I'll do him a disservice, actually. It was something I read... He's a ninny. (laughs) No, I thought I'd read something that he'd said that made me think, you're a fucking tosser, mate. But it wasn't him. It was Julian Casablancas, the singer. Okay. So are you alright, Albert, until you say something that annoys me? But... <laughs> Just watch what you say. Actually, no, none of them are alright. I bought Is This It? Because the fucking enemy said it was the fucking titty wank fantastic it was, album. It was hyped like a oh, my God. Wank fantastic. It was fucking rubbish. They're all very good looking, though. Not as good looking as Aswad in their lovely no, waistcoats. Actually, back. a couple of them had some pretty sort of questionable teeth, but yeah, no. nice. <laughs> but they did have That's my nice new band, questionable teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did have nice hats and waistcoats yeah. on. Just sort of walking about in like I was just thinking of probably was it Italy like or something. Well, there was definitely French on some of like you know, oh, was cafe there? things. Oh right, oh well, fair but enough. I think they yeah. a bit. Maybe they weren't in France. I think. There was sort of different locations. Yeah. It's a bit like a racial reverse of the wet, 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 sweet little mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Just three, three black guys walking around very white, yeah. middle class Meeting places. Meeting people and being, Oi, like, like dancing, making them dance and the kids yeah. kissing the guys and stuff. I'll tell you what else they did. They did Don't Turn Around, which was later covered by Ace of Bass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where's that Aswad? Wow, Aswad sounded like that. Yeah, because aren't they on the Ace of Bass version as well? I think they are. Possibly. Yes, this was off the top ten album, Distant Thunder, which I think was their most successful. Good name for an album, Distant Thunder. Yeah. It's good because it's sort of a bit scary because it's Thunder, but you got the reassurance yeah, of it, but it's, it's a bit it's of a distance. It's all right. It's one all right. Mississippi, it's two Mississippi. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to stress you out. That <laughs> 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 was a UK number 11. Okay. Yeah, it was a number 16 under Irma. Wow. Yeah, and the only other place that wanted our reggae at the time was New Zealand, mate. Yeah. The Is number 25. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? Well, well, you only need a little love. You only have to give a little love because love changes everything. Love changes brackets everything. everything. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it's Climby Fisher. Climby, Climby, Climby. Oh, I don't know. Simon Climby. Is it Climby, Climby, Clammy, Clammy? Clammy Fisher. Clammy A probably. Clammy Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. So you think you haven't heard of? Clammy A. Fisher, <laughs> but you have because everyone's heard this song, haven't yeah, they? I heard it. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never heard it before. What? Did you like the singing <laughs> of Martin? Uh, not really. Do you like it more now you know that it was nearly sung by Rod Stewart? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Rod Stewart would have been more yeah. unbearable. But he's hearing nah, him sing anything. Don't want it, mate. Shove it up your ass. But. Then it won the '88 Ivan Novello Award for wow. serious songwriting. That's really, for. yeah, that's for some proper being a proper songwriter. This... Although they've given it to some weird stuff. Wasn't overwhelmed by the brilliance. Well, this one is uh, as 
Jacob puts it doing a space because it's another re. I think it was the success of the last one we had. What was that? Rise to the occasion. That was rubbish. Um, yeah, and they re-released this bad boy. It sounds like something that might have come on at the prom. Little little side dance at the prom. Yeah. <laughs> in the in an eighties film. I was pretty put off by Climmy. Climmy yeah. in the fish fisher in the video. No, I quite like that they're like wham and that one of them does like fuck all and the other one does everything. But he was really <laughs> not very good at miming. Like it's not the, like it's quite a soft song in some places, but the way he was miming is as if he was saying it really aggressively. He's like Argh! the whole way through. It's like a bit where he's like sitting up against a wall, but it looked. It looked oh, like it's all like sort of miming so hard. Yeah, it's all like black and white yeah. riding the freight trains through America, like, like drifters. Drifters, yeah, that's probably it. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. Dun, dun. That's well, not this song. <laughs> no, it's, uh, which they obviously they changed from like a homo. I was born <laughs> to walk alone because they didn't want anyone to think they were gay. <laughs> well, uh, one of the lines in this song is, "I felt the strangest feeling, like a raging fire it burned." Like those two don't go together. Raging fire burning, it's not a strange feeling, it's, it's an agonising burning sort it's of It's probably thing, strange as it? well, because you don't feel that very often. So, like, this is strange yeah. and painful. It's <laughs> like an agonising burn. I feel like you've got to get the pain out of the way before you can, before you just idly think, oh, this is strange. The pain would. would I think what you've done there is you've mistaken a simile for just sort of a scientific paper that you <laughs> I, like. some, I had to find something in this song <laughs> that's literal lyrics literal lyrics <laughs> <laughs> oh if you take them literally that don't make sense literal <laughs> lyrics literal lyrics <laughs> well it was worth it to get that jingle out <laughs> this was UK Number two. Wow. Well, oh, just missed out. Won awards for songwriting. Couldn't get a number one in the UK though, could it? No. It was a uh, number ten in New Zealand, boys. Number ten in New Zealand. Yep. It was a number twenty-three on the Billboard, boy. On the Billboard, nice. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you, Yanks. This time, I'll give it a number twenty-three on the Kent as well. Yeah, Elton John, I don't want to go down on you like that. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to go on with you like that. Oh. That's uh, what it was. Okay, wrong. Uh, I want to talk about the singing first. Okay, yeah. Because there's not a lot, like, melodically to be doing. He's got to, like, get some sort of expression from somewhere else. But it's, like, really... Uh, that Like, his voice, it sounds really silly. So, I don't want to go on with you like it's great no you can't like I know what he's doing like because it's like no 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 oh yeah there isn't much you can really do with that apart from just over pronounce every single fucking word but he writes the music so if you wanted a more mobile melody he have written one yeah I'd have been saying Bernie no go back to the drawing board mate well, Give me some better... Or did you just do words? He only did words and Alan did the music. Oh. So, we should have asked yeah. him for less syllables then. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just said less syllables, mate. You know. I always feel like they're like, like I've got down to as few syllables as I can. <laughs> <laughs> it was originally called I don't want to go on with you in this way like that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Brackets. Tonight. <laughs> I, I always feel like even a bad Elton John song has a reasonable amount of competence to it. It's usually reasonably well. It's not going to set the world alight, but it's, yeah, it's, it, it kind of reaches a basic cool. level of competence. Fact, yeah, clicky snare was so intense you could sort of hear the hiss on it. So yeah, like, it is like so clicky. This is like sort of if you've got a computer to make an Elton John song, yeah, yeah, you know, to come yeah. out with this. It's sort of put all his songs together. Going, yeah, it's about it's about like this. Yeah, the drum sound. It hasn't got the it hasn't got the the crafted melody that Candle in the Wind had. It doesn't have the comedy value of Passenger. Isn't I wouldn't even think it's as good as Nikita actually. Yeah, like, exactly. I want something batshit weird like Passenger now, not just standard yeah. like boogie woogie Elton. We're in the bad Elton phase now, aren't we? I guess most of the. You know, most of his hits have already well, happened. Yeah, I mean, we were just last time going, I can't see any damage in his voice, but like this, it's just like, everything's here and there's nothing difficult to sing. Like, yeah, the video's pretty, pretty <sighs> boring as well. Yeah, it's just dreary grey rooms and yeah. we're, just, we're just going right all the time. Yeah. Like it's Sonic the Hedgehog, we're just panning right constantly. Just and they've is that the one where they've overlaid loads of no that's that's another one actually uh, yeah, yeah. just like people was it in a hotel Elton's or something there's just lots of people uh, I rooms. don't know and then Elton's like rocking on his Roland mate yeah, Pl- yeah. plug it in mate <laughs> you look well stupid batteries batteries yeah it's battery he's got the batteries in the Roland yeah. <laughs> how many did that take then like loads of those big fucking stoppers yeah. Yeah. oh yeah no yeah to be fair I take it back like Elton in his like wildest excesses could easily just put batteries in a yeah. game like <laughs> 12 batteries there's nothing to him <laughs> yeah. he eats 12 batteries for breakfast <laughs> yeah this song's about ending a relationship due to not feeling exclusive or important to your partner which is yeah Makes sense from the title, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Good. I can tell from the title what your song's about. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. This is from Reg Strikes Back. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. What's it called? Reg? Reg Strikes Back. It's his 21st studio it's album. Is that's too many. Wow, that's a lot. too many. Is his yeah. real name... Reginald Reginald. Dwight. Okay, that's why. Reginald and that's in... Who's Reg? But Strikes Back, it sounds like if you're going to do an album with that title, you want an actual strike. This isn't a strike. This is like a little brush against your cheek it's yeah. a punch that doesn't land <laughs> oh Reggie what are you like this was a number 30 in the UK yeah and in New Zealand mate it was a number 21 yeah so not too amazing uh, number 25 on the Urma man <laughs> oh well, that's a low one yeah kiss me teeth man kiss me teeth <laughs> on the Kent it was a number 24 mate in America boy that was number two on the billboard. Yep. Elton's biggest hit of the 80s in America. Wow. Why were they loving this so much? It even got number one on the adult contemporary. <laughs> that was his, <laughs> adult that was his, contemporary, eh? was his eighth US number one on the adult contemporary. So he's, yeah, is he's got a lot of them dodgy songs that you're only allowed to hear. <laughs> nod, yeah, nod and a wink. Um, want to buy some Elton John songs, sir? <laughs> I have some under the counter. Comes with a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in Canada, we said, we bloody love Elton John. It's his 12th number one. Fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's really must have released so many singles if he's released 21 albums. Well, Elton John might not be 
making hits like he used to, but don't feel bad for him. He's still getting plenty of love. Yeah. Don't, don't feel bad for Elton, and don't feel sorry for Loverboy. Don't feel sorry for Loverboy. Oh, Patty. Brackets. Don't feel, feel sorry for lover boy. Yeah. I didn't, you can tell I didn't pre-write my notes <laughs> By our good friend, Scritty They're not Politi. my good friends. They're someone that... Scritty I used to tolerate. They're someone... They're not good friends. They're people I used to tolerate. What, Scritty Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally. I tolerate them, and then they've turned up at my house. The wine they've got is shit. They're singing me a shit yeah. song. Dressed like a Mormon. Exactly. I ain't got any time for this song. Ain't got no damn it. Yeah, I'm not. I wrote <laughs> some okay chord changes, mostly wishy washy pap. Yeah, yeah, I just don't like the singer in Scrappy Pilate either. Uh, I don't mind it. Yeah, you like you like the last Scrappy Pilate one. Yeah, you? I'm prepared to sort of like give him repeated listens because it's got all that weird sort of chords in there and it's melodically quite interesting, but not in like a silly way, like a like a Nick Kershaw thing. Okay. It's not like that, yeah. you know. I can't remember what Nick Kershaw... Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah. That's so long ago now, Nick Kershaw. I do kind of wish his stuff was a little bit more punchy. But I just... I don't know. It's in he's, idiosyncratic. Is he just the one guy, or is it? Uh, it's band? kind of his one guy, okay. yeah. In, in Later and later, it basically is just him in the 90s. Okay. But it is sort of a band now, I think. I was kind of surprised to see him back. But, you know, yes. I, he is going to be back again, actually. What was this song about? Just don't feel... Don't feel sorry for sorry for lover boy. You know he wants the world to love him. Then he goes and spoils it all. Yeah, but how does he spoil it all? Don't feel sorry for lover boy. He just he just repeats. And I was listening to it and I was thinking, <laughs> I sort of feel like I do feel a little bit sorry for lover boy. Yeah, who wants the, the world, world to love, love him, him? And he went and spoiled it all by for love. love. Yeah, yeah so it doesn't I, make any sense, does it? He's going around in circles. Yeah, it's I the sort irony. Of, I was I getting guess. a bit confused. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, it's a bit weird how you sort of make it personal about Patty and like yeah. he's got this sort of repeated chorus that's like you know not like really clever but you know that's like a message you know he keeps repeating it yeah so I just don't, yeah it's like it's sort of a universal thing but then actually it's kind of for Patty just for Patty mate poor, poor old Selma she don't get looking <laughs> <laughs> that is a hot one though so do you know who's playing the trumpet uh, no no no. Do you know Jacob who's playing trumpet on this song? No, Stevie Wonder. No, it's Miles Davis. What? Yeah, yeah. Fucking he hell. plays the trumpet break in it. Wow. Yeah, there was all kinds of people on this album, 1988's Provision. Provision. It had uh, Marcus Miller and Roger Troutman on it as well. Roger Troutman? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Marcus Miller did uh, a collaborative album with Miles Davis around this time. So, yeah. what the fuck? Corey just nipped next door, did a bit of Why are all politi. these awesome artists into Screepy Litty? They obviously they've sort of find the weird chords interesting. And yeah. This one is, like, wasn't. It's a terrible song. I think it's just the singing puts me off. Yeah. It's always feel so the delivery's so weedy. I yeah. feel like it with a bit little bit of sound here, a little bit of sound there, could have been could have been a much better song. I mean, it had a lot of potential that it didn't just needed a bit of a polish. Yeah. yeah. I still think you'll like his late nineties work though, Martin. Okay. We'll see. I guess he probably won't be on that. <clears throat> 
now. Probably. That stuff won't. But he's gonna be around. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the video out. was sort of in two place split screen. Yeah. Like that. It was just really hard to watch. Just, like couldn't really focus on any one thing. So I just watched Scritty because he was dressed funny. <laughs> just like a Mormon for some reason. Not as good yeah. as the word girl. You hated that as well. <laughs> no, 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 I hated it. I just didn't really like it. That yeah. much. My fav- I think my favourite one's the, what, the Reefer Franklin one. Yeah. Which one was that? And when I go to bed, I pray like a Reefer Franklin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> We've had our itty-bitty scritty-politty <laughs> and we don't want any more. We've had our fill. And speaking of fill... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, Phil Collins, if you hadn't guessed, in the air tonight. But it's the 88 remix. Yeah. Oh, when was this originally released? Uh, early 80s. Yeah. Before yeah. pre... He's doing a Billy Idol. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll talk about this later. There was a lot of 88 re-releases. This isn't just a re-release, though, because it has been differently mixed. I can hear different sounds in there. It's... Oh, I yeah. I don't know why... Yeah, it's got all this weird, it. like, sort of stuff at the beginning, isn't it? Mm. I really liked it. I don't know if I've ever heard this version properly. No, I don't think I have. Has the big build. Yeah. Builds the oh, I just didn't think it had the pomp. Like, it wasn't as... When it kicks in. Yeah. The bass was really good on it. When it yeah. kicks in as well. I was, I was really into it. I watched a video of... Isn't it like... Not... Playing it live, and that was amazing, because Phil Collins came out with a Britney mic... And yeah. just walking around the stage singing it. But and then he got behind the drum kit for the drum fill bit. And then when that came in, he played the drum fill. Uh, like it's drumming five minutes, and singing at though. the same time. It's five minutes in the seven minute and a half minute one until that comes in. Well, that's that's mental. That's the, too uh, long. Nah, that's, that's insane. Five minutes? Yeah. That's no. This that's is, excessive. But this is the this is iconic fill. Yeah, is, it's uh, really good, isn't it? It's, it's sort of like great. a trip. I thought it was sort of like a trip hop version. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know about the urban legend around this? Oh, no, go for it. Oh, you go for it if you've got notes. Um, oh, all I remember is that the, the urban legend is that it's about Phil Collins witnessing a man drowning and there was another guy that was near enough to be able to save him, but Phil wasn't near enough and this guy didn't save him and Phil Collins wrote this song about that and apparently played it at a concert and fucking went and he's there I can see him he's there <laughs> see and you thought I took lyrics too literally someone yeah. someone doesn't understand that you know if I saw you drowning is a metaphor yeah and also apparently he pretty much improvised the lyrics to oh. the song in the studio as well yeah and it's so, on uh, it's th- that that urban legend is referenced in the Eminem song Stan it is wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what bit you, uh, know, you know the song basically he says that you know, in that Phil Collins song yeah. about a man who see him drowning? I don't know the actual lyrics, but yeah. It's you know the song by it. Phil Collins in the air of the night about that guy who could save that other guy from drowning but didn't and Phil saw it all then at a show he found him. There you okay. go. <laughs> I um, don't even remember that bit. That's hip hop. I don't love Phil Collins. Well, they do because this song has been sampled by many artists including Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> The Edge of Night, yeah. Nas, Tupac, 
uh, staring through my rear view and led to the present. DMX has uh, sampled it. Oh. Sean Kingston, Young Buck. What was that? Kasha. Yeah. Phil Collins cover album of hip hop that we talked about before. Yeah, I guess I bet there must be a version of this on this. Well, you know, they love sampling drums and this has got some big drums in it. He first stumbled across the drum sound on a Peter Gabriel solo album, but then this was the next time that he used that big gated sound. Do you know how they did it? Uh, Go on. They recorded it with the fold-back mic on, so like the mic that you use to talk to the guy in the little room when you're recording something. You have a little mic that you can talk to him and he can talk to you. And they basically just left that open and recorded that along with the other stuff and they got this mental sound because they got the sound obviously coming back through yeah. like a second time. Nice. And then um, they were like, that's awesome. And eventually they just wired up the desk so that they had a button that you could do that with without, yeah, you know... Actually, wired it up to work that way. Yeah, that's how they did it. Ozzy Osbourne called that drum fill best ever. It still sounds awesome. Fucking mud. Yeah, it says on Urban Renewal. This was a done version of this song done by Lil Kim. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's like to hear that. That's bad. Yeah, so this was on the iconic Cadbury's Dairy Milk Gorilla advert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was also in the Hangover where Mike Tyson does a drum cover of it. What's that the Hangover Two then? Maybe, I don't I've know. I've seen the first two. The second one was pretty shit, if I remember. This is in GTA Vice City Stories. Of course it is. Yeah, uh, he's actually a character in the game, and there's like two couple of missions. Yeah, and yeah I remember. He, he sings this song, it. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Do you want to kill Phil Collins? He's a good lad, Phil. <laughs> at, the, at the time of recording, he made a comeback recently, after a few years in the wilderness, and he performed this on, I think it was Jonathan Ross or Graham Norton or something. And it was a bit sad because he was quite old and couldn't really do much. He kind of hobbled up to the microphone and sung it and looked like he was in pain the entire time. Oh, poor Phil. There's a time, there's, there's a time of rising, there's a time of falling in life. Mm. But at least he's got the critical respect now that he yeah. didn't have before. It's so you like... can be healthy and hated, or you can not have your health. But people go, uh, yeah, Phil's all right, actually. Well, he's always had the critical respect of the hip-hop community. Yeah, and I think that's what sustained him. <laughs> that's in the air tonight, Phil Collins. How, yeah. how did the remix fare? Well, the remix got UK number four. Mm, nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I stuck it on the Kent, like number 47, but I couldn't be asked to do it until next year, until wow. 89. That's when I got round to sticking this on one of my lists. Wow. And uh, it was a number three in Germany, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it was number three on das Deutsches Popuckel. <laughs> I made that up. Das Deutsches Popuckel. Well, Philly, that's it. Oh. Yeah, weird one, that, isn't it? Another UK hit. Don't go. Yeah. By the hot house flowers. The hot house flowers. And I'm staring, I'm here, and I'll go into the portal, I'll go into the fridge, and then I'll get some food out, and then I'll kind of, make some breakfast. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That's annoying. Yeah, and I'm going down the stairs, and then I... <laughs> that spoken thing kind of reminded me of uh, Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads, but not anywhere near as good. Yeah. You know, you may find yourself 
walk into the fridge, <laughs> all that stuff. Do you know who's responsible for their success? No. Which, which Irish wanker? Oh, is it uh, Bono? Yeah. Wow, really? Uh, they were street musicians, and Bono saw them perform on television. So, so they were doing okay, I suppose. They street musicians. <laughs> and uh, he offered his support and released their first single right. on U2's Mother, Mother oh, Records. Fuck me, well they must have done alright then, out of this, U2, because this is yeah the debut single off their debut album, People. I don't know if that came out on U2's label. That's the most successful... <clears throat> David. <laughs> oh, oh, that's successful. Oh, my mm. God. So successful, it hurts. Mm, it's the most successful debut album in Irish history. Wow. Yeah. Even better than Bewitched? Well, I don't know. Irish pop history actually only goes back to 2003, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they even worked it out, because this came out in 88. Yeah, it sold two and copies you know, in 2004. Big selling uh, Irish debut. You might think that was the peak of their career. That was not the peak of their career, because the Hot House Flowers in January 1992 appeared as themselves in an episode of the popular BBC drama series Lovejoy wow they were in fucking Lovejoy they're like oh I'd never fuck that faster selling single iron or whatever we're on Lovejoy nice the rogue antique stealer lovable scamp (laughs) Lovejoy I thought of I wanted to like this. When I, yeah, like, I bet you bloody did. When I heard it's got it, all the hallmarks of a Martin, yeah, one that Martin loves and everyone I, hates. I even, I even thought that you would say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought you I like, would like. I bet this. Harry will think I like this, and I was like, yeah. I sort of want to, but I just couldn't get into it. I was, like, uh, I was trying to like it. Uh, it was just. <laughs> it reminds me of Free Love Freeway. It's not as good as that. No. It's got a bit saxophone on it, though, which is weird for a sort of folk rock yeah. thing. They uh, teamed up with Def Leppard at one point as well. Wow. Did they? The combined group going by the name The Acoustic Hippies from Hell. For fuck's sake, why didn't they... <laughs> I was thinking, what, is it going to be? Hot House Leopard? No. Death Flowers? That would have been Death Flowers. <laughs> yeah. Hot House Death Flowers. They just yeah. did it as Def Leppard B-Sides, so oh. you can't always get what you want and... Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix. No. There's a thing in the lyrics, they're talking about don't going and while the sun smiles, and then they say, there's a black cat lying in the shadow of the gatepost, and the black cat keeps telling me that love is on its way. Oh. So it's a talking cat. I thought maybe it was Salem from uh, yeah, Sabrina the Teenage it. Witch. That's a talking <laughs> yeah. black cat. Well, didn't, black. They, didn't they actually say, there's a black cat, there's no one in the There's a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like somewhere in the chorus, there's just like these things... And then like, oh, 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 oh. don't go from around the blow around the blow. Yeah, I was gonna look up what they were saying, but I never got around. Uh, um, just because it's just weird. Like, fuck, he's just mumbling. The video was just them sort of sitting around various places in a city or something, wasn't it? Yes, playing, dance, dancing about, wearing some flowery shirts. Remember what it looked like. Yeah. Despite all this sort of bigging them up and it wasn't that successful. Obviously, it was big in Ireland. We gave it a number two Andy Irma. Number two Andy Irma. Yeah. If it's all right for Bano, it's all right for me. <laughs> <laughs> in New Zealand, they gave it a number six. UK number 11. It was a number 47 in Canada. Number 47, yeah. They like yeah. something with a harder age show there, don't they? Yeah. Uh, in America, uh, we decided to stick it on our alternative chart. <laughs> we got this new alternative chart that we want to put things on, so it's going on there, number seven, boy. Number seven on the alternative. Yeah. So it's not adult contemporary. Uh, no, it's alternative, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I gave it a number 39 on the Kent Report. 
Nice. Boys, yeah. That's it. That's the last we'll be seeing of the uh, hothouse flowers, I'm afraid. Yeah. It's one and done for these young see, Irish boys. Are we going to see hothouse death flowers? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Morrissey, our old friend Stephen Patrick Morrissey. Morrissey. Every day is like bloody Sunday. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. I quite like a Sunday. I do my food shopping. Normally, we'll probably record a podcast more often than not. (laughs) Yeah. I do all my little jobs. Like, you know, I iron some clothes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, sort of eight o'clock at night, I'll get Antiques Roadshow on. Yeah. Do my ironing to that. Wow. No, he meant every day is like Sunday, like an ice cream Sunday. Oh. Mm. That's good as well. (laughs) That's delicious. Yeah. There's someone for whom the glass is half empty. Oh, it's, it's, it's always going to be Morrissey, isn't it's it? Like that yeah. Simpsons joke where they're like, oh, you've got to finish your Sundays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. What's wrong with my Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Morrissey's kind of like a dessert spoon when you've got a Sunday. You need one of them thin, weird spoons to get the sauce out of the bottom. <laughs> but he never gets the sauce out of the bottom, does he, Morrissey? This one was sort of. <clears throat> I didn't like it as much as the last solo Morrissey song. And that just wasn't as good as the Smiths, yeah. it seems. Yeah. But uh, this one, he'd sort of think his singing was more sort of comically Morrissey. Yeah. He sort of was doing... Every day is yeah. like Sunday. A bit more over the top with his pomp. Chrissy Hind from The Pretenders, she said the lyric to this song is a masterful piece of prose. And Siobhan Fahey. Yes. Yeah. That's the one from Manana Rap, yeah. isn't it? All-time pop song. That. All-time top song. Uh, how could... Pop. Like, if you're Dave Stewart, like, come on, mate. If you're sort of, oh, I really like you, yeah. What's your favourite pop song? Every day is like Sunday by Morrissey. What are you talking about? Morrissey was probably... What are you talking cool about? then, you know, all the things. He's probably a cool alternative guy. The I video mean, portrays him as, like, you know... See, I think it's a pop song in the in the like literal sense of it being popular, making the charts and that. But it's not to me the style of it isn't a pop no, song. No, it's no. not a fun little effervescent thing. It's just like no, it's a duty. I have to listen to this Morrissey song because I'm listening to every song on every now. But I take no pleasure from it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's about any particular seaside town but it's inspired by Neville Shute uh, who wrote this book on the beach is inspired by that novel I've never read any of Neville Shute's work but I do my dad did have an entire leather bound complete works of Neville Shute oh, wow. for no reason at all don't know why we had them <laughs> no idea why we had them never got read was he a big Morrissey fan <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's just, I need to, everything that influences Morrissey, yeah. I need to consume that. <laughs> he might have been, I don't know. Did you watch the video? Yeah, I mainly want to talk about the video. I've got some other stuff to say, but I want to talk about the video. That was, a bit. that was. 
It's just the one with a girl was just sort of yeah. like the alternative girl. Yeah. Just sort of walking around a shit seaside town. And well, yeah, it's really weird because it hasn't got Morrissey in it, really, no. has it? It's just about him. Like, everyone's buying his records. And then, yeah, it follows what I guess he wants us to think is a typical Morrissey fan. Yeah. Like this, sort of, yeah, punky girl who sees these old women and, like, totally judges them. Yeah. And then gives them a horrible note that says, cruelty without beauty. Yeah. Because they've got a Before pet that, dog. Oh, it's because they've got a pet dog in it because she's like a veggie yeah before she's got a t-shirt on that's like you know vegetarian t-shirt and before that she writes a postcard because there's the lyric about writing postcards that's when she's writing postcards and the first one she does is meat is murder ah yeah she does doesn't she (laughs) meat is murder yeah well harking back to the sniffs there isn't he yeah it was a bit like a sitcom really yeah (laughs) yeah it's a pretty funny video yeah, so this has been covered by The Pretenders for the film Boys on the Side, Woo! 1995. It's been covered by 10,000 Maniacs. Yeah, they, oh, they sound way more interesting than they I are. Because they're a metal band? They sound way... No, no they're not a metal what? band. They're not. They're like sixpence none the richer or oh, something God. like that, man. Oh, they're awful. And uh, covered by Armageddon Dildos as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my are they, and, are, they uh, like, are they like sixpence none the richer as well? <laughs> Maybe. It oh, <laughs> would be funny if they were. Really tweed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Tintin out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this song inspired a film, an indie film from Canada, which was called Every Day is Like Sunday. It came out in 2013. Fucking hell. Yep. It was a really boring song. Yeah. Did it inspire the charts? Um, mm, top, went top ten in the UK, number nine. And we said, oh, we love it. Every Day is Like Sunday in Ireland. Because we are all down the pub. A number three. Number three. Number three. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's, That's it, it. Moza. So if I say, say. So, the next song is Mary's Prayer by Danny Wilson. Danny Wilson. Not a man called Danny Wilson. No. It is a band assuming the identity of one person. Yeah. This apparently is to Fistipop, according yeah. to Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, how did this one go again? I remember <clears throat> thinking this one was all right. Yeah, this is quite a well-known one. It be save me, save me, be the light of my life. And if I say ten, hail Mary's... Leave a light on in heaven. Yeah. The first reminded me a bit of walking in Memphis. Yeah, Just yeah. Had I, that little vibe I did think that like, the start of it. Yeah. Damn. I quite like the way that came in with the piano yeah. chords and then like the drums come in. Like, yeah, yeah no, it's it good. Started, it's I was good. like, Ooh, my ears pricked up, and then it sort of, you know, I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was all right, but it wasn't. It as... wouldn't go on my on a playlist no. for me. It's got some prominent people in it, in uh, Danny Wilson oh, and really? Gary Clark. Yeah. Who later wrote for Natalie Imbruglia, McFly, Demi Lovato, right. Delta uh-huh. Goodrum. So he's done two Ooh, Australian, Delta. you know, neighbours yeah. people. Jed or Ged Grimes. Yeah. He's also in Danny Wilson. He went to play ba- plays bass in Simple Minds now. Oh. Yeah, so they're, they're doing stuff. What about Kit Clark? Anything for him? No, I didn't have no. anything for him. He was in Danny Wilson. Yeah. That was what he's yeah. known for. <laughs> yeah, they, this, they, no, they didn't do a space 
This is going to have to be called Doing a Danny Wilson. Okay. Because they released this three times as a single oh, in the space of 13 months. Wow. Yeah, cool. so they had like three cracks at it. Did it do well on any? I guess we'll find out in a second. Yeah, we will. These boys are from Dundee. Dundee, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good chorus, thought, you know. Yeah, it was, it was quite a nice Memorable. Song. Memorable song. It wasn't a house I was singing song. it around, you know. Yeah. Singing it around the house. But it wasn't a house. It wasn't no. a house. And I was... I've just enjoyed the lack of house. Songs. Yeah, I was yeah. just really enjoying now, that. I, yeah, it was nice to just have some little... Kind of fairly inconsequential indie sophisticated pop going on. Yeah. The video was alright. Some hand-drawn animations. Yeah. And then wearing some suits. And he had a big hat on. Did he? Yeah. I don't know, I can't even remember. It's just a lot of, like, lads. There's a lot of lads in this, isn't there? Yeah. Lots of laddie lad bands in All this lads. one. All right. It's that's like, we've, just, we've had Belinda, and that's I think she's the only woman singer we've had so far, isn't she, Belinda? Let me have a quick look. She bloody well is, you know. Yeah, this is all lads. But one of Climbing and Fisher a woman. No. 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 Charts. Yep. Yes, please. Okay, so the first time they released this single, it was a number five Andy Irma. Right. Yeah, so for once, Ireland had got in there before anyone else. We liked their old stuff. But in the UK, we liked their new stuff, which was the same song. But the third time they'd released it, it was a number three. Number three. Yeah. And it went to a number 23 on the billboard. And it was just obscene enough to be on the adult chart as well <laughs> yeah number six on the adult Such chart walking the streets for a handful of money locked on crunchy with a heart of gold she's in the street but to me girl it's funny that they pay for the love of a girl with a pure heart of gold here they are again oh, it's Johnny it's Johnny hates jazz heart of gold how is there so much Johnny Hate Jazz on now? And this yeah. is, this is no my, one remembers Johnny Hate Jazz. This is my favourite Johnny Hates Jazz so far. Yeah, this was the best one I've oh, heard of Johnny uh, Hates Jazz, but it still wasn't great. It's about a sex worker. I'm really trying to struggle into remember. I, was one, I, was, I remember the beginning. Like I can remember like the first bit. I can't remember the rest of the song. Quite jazzy for a band called Joy Hanks Jazz. Yeah, yeah. I sort of thought that like the lyrics sounded like it was about a prostitute, but I wasn't sure. So what's the lyric? It's like something about how they pay for a girl with a heart gold or something. Yeah, and how they're sort of getting more than they actually deserve for their money. I think. Yeah, bargain. Sounds like a good prostitute. One with a heart of gold, like the one in Pretty Woman. Yeah, never seen that film, so I don't. Really uh, yeah, I can't say I like it because I, I keep, I couldn't remember it. I was actually trying to remember it. Like I can't physically manage to remember it, so it really can't be that good. I can't now. Oh, this was yeah. This was the one I was talking about earlier. With sort of, it's the same room, but they've filmed loads of different scenes, and yeah. then they overlay them over each other, it's and they sort of scan white, into white each other. Well, wasn't it? I think it was in color. Was it in color? I can't. Yeah. Remember. But it just all sort of takes place in this one room and there's loads of different scenes that are sort of cut in or sort of spliced in so that it seems like they're all going on at the same time, but you know they're not because they're all in different weird overlaps and stuff like that. Directed by David Fincher. I am again. Yeah, there we go. Cheeky boy. Cheeky boy. <laughs> yeah, so I thought 
seeing as this is the last we're going to be seeing of is Johnny it? Hates Jazz, I thought I would say what they did after this. Okay. You know, just give do a little career retrospective. Okay. So after this, Datchler buggered off and he moved to Amsterdam. And, oh, I uh, bet, mate. I bet. Yeah. Made bet a couple he's of... fucking with some prozzy to a heart of gold. <laughs> oh, yeah, this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he made some solo albums there. In the 90s, he was based at Peter Gabriel's studios. I don't know if that means he was working there. Yeah, or if he just, just sort of was <laughs> squatting there or something. Yeah. I don't know. And then in sort of 2000-ish, he moved to the US and made a solar-powered home and recording studio. Wow. Nice uh, one. He's won some sort of environmental awards since... Best solar powered recording studio. <laughs> yeah, but old, uh, was it Mikey Nacito or whatever it is? Old Nacito, he produced Love Shine Light for mm-hmm. Katrina and the wow. Waves. Did quite a lot of work with them. Also worked with Gina G and Hepburn. So was it Hepburn? Hepburn. Oh. I quit, I quit. Loving you is a job I don't need. Ain't gonna go to work no more. <laughs> <laughs> they were sort of like a female busted or something, weren't yeah. they? They were like, oh yeah, they're, they're a girl band, but like they play like distorted guitars. Yeah. Weird. Gina G and Katrina and Myers, weren't they both Eurovision? Yeah. Yeah. See, what's, he's like, pretty... what's the official Eurovision guy? I don't know. Well, I don't know if he did who are just a little bit. It doesn't, you know, it didn't say That's that. That's the only song Gina one. G had, right? No, I wanna get fresh with you, baby. Oh, yeah. I wanna do all the things that turn you on. <laughs> I wanna get fresh and get a little closer. Yeah, that one's not good, isn't it? so right. How can it be wrong tonight? <laughs> wow, that chorus never ended. I didn't think I was going to remember it all, but then it all kept coming back. It doesn't flow very nicely either. It's not as good as... No. Uh-huh. I think I can remember that because she's in a swimming pool with a <laughs> bikini on in the video. Oh, nice. So, yeah, Gina G then, yeah. <laughs> Did quite well, no. We were talking about Johnny Ace Jazz, weren't we? Later on, I think, they had a US number two and a Canadian number four with Shattered Dreams, which is about kicking people in the nuts. Yes, <laughs> yeah, but this one was just a UK number 19. That's it. That's it. Yeah. See you later, Johnny H. Jazz. Oh, thank Christ. Your so, silly names. Uh... The voice of the beehive with Don't Call Me Baby. Don't call me baby. baby. La 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 la. I, I thought this was alright. It's sort of, is it, is this kind of like, it's sort of like Riot Girl, isn't it? I don't know what Riot no, Girl is. No, it's not as aggressive or as punky as Riot Girl. Yeah, but Riot Girl is, is like, not very as she, aggressive as, like, I think it's meant to be, yeah, is it? She's got tunes. It's just the guitars are loud. I just like the fact they're called Voice of the Beehive and their debut album was called Let It Be, as in uh, B-E-E, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you see all those hits, a little pun? Uh, and one of them lives in Norwich. Really? Really? Fun. Yeah, Mike Jones lives in Norwich. What, from this? And still plays guitar. Oh, yeah. okay. I like yeah, that. we have... Because the drummer in the video was so smiley and looked like he was fucking having a way lot of time. Yeah, yeah so we've... Oh, one of the voices of the Beehive lives around. I was going to look him up on wow. Facebook. Probably got a mutual friend or two. I just... What is this sort of genre then? Like, it's sort of like 
trashy sort of girl rock thing. I don't really yeah, get it's what like it is. Pop rock, wasn't it? Is it? I thought it was sort of like, I like the chorus. I didn't mind it. But yeah, I thought this was quite good fun. It's got one madness on it. Really? Daniel Woodgate from Madness. Really? It's got that sort of weird, like, I'm just singing and I don't really care because I'm cool. Like, it sort of had that, and then when it went into the chorus, there was the bit where it sort of sped up and she was singing all fast and a bit more sort of into it. I I don't remember that bit. Yeah. I just sort of washed over me this one, to be honest. It's alright. Two videos for this one. Okay, I saw one video. Did you see the one that was just sort of black and white with some animations and it was just them playing in a room? Or did you see the one with that was used that as clips but also had some stuff with like 50s drive through movies and things like that uh, yeah I saw yeah. the 50s drive through movies in it yeah that made me wonder if it was like from a film or something yeah. and I don't I don't know it didn't say it was so but yeah the drummer in the video was, was having a whale of a time he was so fucking cheery did it chart? yeah it was a UK number 25 Ooh. a number 15 Andy Irma boy and on the New Zealand recorded music, that was a number 25. Well, I liked it in New Zealand. Yeah. Well, not that much, but enough for a 25. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, on the Kent, I stuck it in number 48 on the Kent. Because, uh, you know, bees and that. <laughs> bees and that. <laughs> yeah. So that was Voice of the Beehive, a uh, band which included Daniel Woodgate from Madness, which mm. leads us to Iron Maiden, Can I Play With Madness? <laughs> 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 I kind of wanted uh, to sing Daniel Woodgate from Madness, like the intro of this song, but I, I don't sing well. Maybe Harry can do it. Daniel Wood... It doesn't scan. Daniel Woodgate from Madness. Bit like that. Well, Dan, yeah. Dan Woodgate from Madness. That Dan like... Woodgate from Madness. There you go. There you go, yeah. <laughs> he used to play with my crystal balls. <laughs> can I play with Madness? It's yeah, late late eighties madness. Yeah, you, you could. This reminds me of the football because they used to use this as the Ford Soccer Saturday football oh, really? stuff in the mid noughties when I briefly had access to Sky. My experience of listening to Iron Maiden isn't great. You know, I haven't listened to loads, but this was you know sounded like most Iron Maiden songs I've heard. Yeah, but it's good fun. It's, you know, I enjoyed it. It's from their. Uh, it's got that gallop. The, oh yeah, the, the Maiden Gallop. It's from their album Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. It's probably my favourite Iron Maiden okay. album. Not everyone's favourite. It's a little bit proggy and had keyboards. I thought, but yeah. you know, I like that. I liked it. I thought and, it was... uh, it's been used in stuff. Sony used it in adverts. Yeah. Uh, for HD combat. Ah, uh, that's probably sets. where I was, that's probably where it was from then because I think it was like a sponsor ident before yeah. the footies. It, they also used it during the bumpers for Sony's sponsorship of ITV's coverage of the 2008 Formula One season. So maybe it was Whoa, like, hello. sports <laughs> there as well. Sports. sports and madness. You know the thing about the video? 
yeah, this one of the last appearances of Graham Chapman from Monty Python yeah. in this video before he died. Yeah. Yeah, he plays a sort of twatty art teacher. Yeah, the video was pretty funny. Yeah. It took a while to get into it because it was just him sort of being a teacher in a classroom for about two minutes. But yeah. Once he started to play with madness. Yeah, he was well away he went all funny got all cobwebby didn't he yeah. saw Eddie in a fridge he just like fall into something yeah and then ended up in a sort of falls into a cave yeah from it was out of nowhere it was filmed at Tinton Abbey and uh, Chislehurst Caves oh nice which uh, yeah Jeff Hurst um, sort of chiselled out that's why they're called Chiselhurst Caves. Took him fucking ages. <laughs> but they're really, they're good. You should go and see him. Maiden don't do subtlety, yeah. do they? You know, but I, I like that. It was a nice little, it's like having a little shot of energy drink or something, having this song. Yeah. Here yeah, I like it. After the wishy washy stuff. There's yeah. like the middle section, like the bridge or something, but that was really good. Like really awesome rock section where it just changed up for a little bit. I can't remember how it went exactly, but I remember thinking, this is good rock riffage. Rock riffage. Yeah. Isn't he a wrestler? <laughs> rock riffage. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't like... You don't like this sort of hair metal 80s stuff though, do you? No, but it didn't like really annoy me or anything, it was fine. This okay. is one of, one of the better ones, I guess. Not like Bon Jovi or something, I guess. Nah. It's less pompous than that. Yeah, it is. It's not like a lot of Iron Maiden is like... <laughs> like really like all that all the time with like loads of riffage and this was like a little bit more of a song yeah yes yeah, yeah. Good how, riffage though. how did they do in the charts this, this well, yeah. this is the first single from their seventh album seventh son of a seventh son yeah which is always a wizard isn't it yeah was number three in the UK nice and a number three on the Irma nice and uh, number seven on the NZ recording music and in the US rock charts. Oh, Hot rock. rock. Number 47, boy. Well, only 47 in the rock chart. Yeah, for Maiden as well. What 46 songs were better than that? Like country rock, maybe. Oh, yeah. Leonard Skinner song. That's the last we'll be seeing of the Iron Maiden. Really? Okay. Yeah. One and done. Yeah. I won't do a career retrospective on them because it ain't fucking we can do old podcasts. If you want me, it's just, so, uh, just contact Jacob. Well, speaking of maidens... Up next is Heart. These Dreams. Yeah. I was listening to this thinking. I was singing Anne Wilson's praises last time about how good her vocals were. And I was like, she's a bit off here. She's not not as on it. And then I read yeah. that it was actually Nancy Wilson who sang this one. Yeah, but an ill Nancy Wilson mm. as well. Oh, was that in the video at the why they like really had a lingering shot of her at the end and she was sort of... What's that, this? I don't know. Am I thinking of the T'Pau video? No, not like gravely ill. Okay. Not gravely ill, just a, she had, she was a bit sick the day that she oh, recorded okay. it. <laughs> like, don't worry, Martin, it's not a Mel and Kim, we're alright. <laughs> if you've got, you got Anne Wilson hanging about, I don't know why, you, why you'd get Nancy to do the singing. You know? Yeah, I don't know. You, you get Anne to sing, Nancy to play guitar, so it works. Yeah, well, they were, she was quite, they wanted her to do more after this song, but like, because she wasn't ill, they didn't like her voice, and they said to her, can't you just get sick again? But like I thought, 
it was weird because like you know you do use different takes for like the different choruses but like the first take was like why did they use that it was a really bad take it was all like cracking up but obviously that was what they liked about it then the second chorus is a pretty good take and I was just like I thought it was weird I was like it just sounded like a bad take like, no it's all gravelly it's really good it's not it's not my voice is cracking it doesn't sound very good so do you know who wrote this Martin? Uh, no, I don't. Well, it was uh, Martin Page, who also co-wrote We Built This City and King of Wishful Thinking. Oh, wow. King and Bernie Taupin, on his second appearance on this disc, doing lyrics. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, I don't like this song that much. It was offered to Stevie Nicks, who expressed no interest in recording it. <laughs> she nixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, didn't, I was I was well into alone, and these dreams didn't yeah. really do much for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not alone, is it? Alone is amazing. This was just a bit sort of a bit drab. Yeah, well, it describes a dream fantasy world where you can get away from a difficult situation in life. The video got, was yeah. uh, just them sort of playing, looking super eighties with their big hair and eighties makeup. It's a bit neoclassical in style, I thought, with all the Roman sort of columns and the statues yeah. and shit. I thought they looked pretty hot for because a lot of the times you see these sort of eighties style, and you're just like, "Whoa, what did people in the eighties think they were doing?" Uh, but this sort of worked with the big hair and eighties makeup. Mm, I thought, yeah, I thought they did they have some weird well. outfits at points in the video. Oh yeah, wouldn't you wear one of wearing like some really crazy weird silky pink yeah. suit top Yeah, thing. yeah. What the hell was that about? I liked it. I thought it was good. Good 80s look. Yeah, of course you fucking liked it. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Likey like. Yeah. Punch you in the face you go, I quite like that. It was <laughs> yeah. alright, I didn't hate it. Ooh, Right, yeah. <laughs> can I cut you with this knife? Yeah, I quite probably quite like that. <laughs> it be alright. It's fine. <laughs> hey, they're stealing our trailer. I like that. Charts. Charts. Fuck me. Oh, this was they did a space. They re-released yeah. it in yeah. the UK and the it got to a number eight. Number eight. And the Urma, we said, mm, no, I don't think so. Number 30. Yeah. Wow. And in Canada, they said, hey, oh, I don't know, we're giving it number six, right? They like the rockier tunes in Canada, don't they? Like rock. And on the billboard, we said, well, I tell you what, we'll give it a number one, boy. Number one? That's right. Fuck me. On the billboard? What? Yeah. All right, boys, uh, gotta fly back to Oz now. So uh, I'll be I'll be seeing you soon. Uh, quiet this weekend. Not well, much. Yeah, you see, well, I was uh, wilderness years, mate. I wasn't always able to do my little lists because uh, you know hangover and all that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a number twenty-seven on the Kent, mate. Number twenty-seven on the Kent. All right then. Well, enjoy your journeys. Yeah. Cheers, heart. I don't know if they'll be coming back because like. Try sticking a heart into that and see what happens. <laughs> Fucking millions of pages. We're ending this disc with bow. Bow. This is like bow. the double header of. 
we had on like one or two uh, hours yeah. ago. We yeah, but reverse at the end. Reverse because last time it went to power and then heart, and there was a bit of like kiss in there, but then we got a bit of Iron yeah. Maiden instead. We got the, the, yeah. the sort of rock at the end. Yeah, it's not very rocky though, is it? This no. one, but it's uh, I will be with you. Yeah, yeah. sort of power ballad by numbers, really, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of, meh. I think it's better than quite a lot of the slow jams you get at the end of an L. Yeah, it's still no China in your hand. But yeah, it's nowhere near as good as China in your hand, oh, is it? How does it go? I don't know. I, no. The only thing I wanted to say about it is it's produced by Roy Thomas Baker, who produced most Queen albums, all, all the Queen albums in the 70s. Uh, all Quinn, Dusty Springfield, Journey, Alice Cooper, Devo, Motley Crue, uh, Ozzy and The Darkness. Wow. So I just thought it was... No, Ozzy and the Straw. <laughs> But the song didn't do much for me. I can't really remember it. It wasn't house. I know that. Yeah, I can't really remember how it goes. No. I've listened to it twice today. I mean, yeah, it's sort of overshadowed by a sort of mediocre other power ballad. <laughs> it's even not good enough to kind yeah. of... Especially as these two, yeah, these two just sort of blend into one in my... When I was listening mm. to them through. Yeah. And you get to the disc, it's like... They blender into one. Blender, yeah, they blender <laughs> Video sort of Carol Decker in a room with loads of screens projected on the yeah. wall. She's sort of emoting around and pining, and just then emoting around. There's a bloke at the end, and she looks all right. Seventh single from their first album, Bridge of Spies. Wow, they were Fucking running out of good songs to release, weren't they? Yeah, just, just, just stop releasing, mate. Just release China in your hand again. Yeah, just record some new ones. Well, clearly it was just the sort of British Isles that were clamouring for loads of Tapau singles. So fucking just buy the album, man. You've <laughs> nearly got them all now. It was a number 15, Andy Irma, and a number 14 in the UK. In the UK? That's all Yeah. Them. And that is now 11 disc one. No, it's not. It's now 12 disc one. Yeah. 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 It's nice to be not listening to now 11 <laughs> yeah. disc 1 was oh, like pretty bad yeah. but oh after that disc 2 I, I, this was quite a nice oh, this is much easier yeah. I'm just gonna give you a little round up here's some of the songs that charted around this yeah. time that didn't make it onto now a lot of re-releases The Clash I Fought The Law 88 uh, Jackson 5 I Want You Back 88 wow. Order, Blue Monday 88 oh. there are some other 88s that have everyone's sort of doing a space 40. yeah they're all doing a space why is it why is it with the 88 the... <laughs> yeah it's um, not nothing outstanding this time She's Like The Wind Patrick Swayze I like that yeah. that makes me laugh She's Like The Wind yeah uh, is it like the farting thing yeah good 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 that's what makes me laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> no I just laugh because he's so earnest and, and it's just a ridiculous song uh, uh, perfect by Fairground Attraction. Good don't know song. it. I don't know that. It's got to be. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, what yeah. the original? Perfect. perfect. Yeah, that one. Is that the original of that though? I don't know if it's a re-release, uh. but it's a good song to do the housework too. Harry, en- <laughs> Harry Enfield was in the charts with loads of money. Oh brackets, my God. doing up the house. I've not heard the song of loads of money. One for Harry, Liverpool <laughs> FC with Anfield rap. Oh, Red Machine, why didn't we get that? See, that's John what on it. that's what I want. I want ones that make me go, oh, I wish yeah. I had that. <laughs> uh, the Fat Boys doing another Fat Boys thing with Chubby Checker. Oh, yeah, we twist, mentioned that. Brackets, Joe Twist. Oh, my Tracy God. Tracy Chapman with Fast Car. 
another public enemy yeah. classic don't one. believe the hype oh, oh big one, one yeah. yeah dirty diana michael jackson oh, yes. oh big one i want that i want that you also had entries from fleetwood mac jesus and mary chain george michael prince prefab sprout just because i think their name's funny uh, yeah run dmc whitney mac bianco we took <gasps> mac oh, bianco bullet there oh, and the rhythmics oh yeah nothing like that really made me go ah oh, fuck that should have been on there yeah that's it's annoying when we get deprived of stuff that's actually on those labels that's mm. frustrating but yeah, yeah especially when they're sticking weird crap shit on it yeah so thanks for listening check us out on the socials yeah check us out on the socials we're on at nwt underscore podcast on twitter and you can search for us on facebook if you've got enough fingers to type with yeah. you're all right or, or just use siri yeah use your voice commands on there or alexa yeah that one yeah. of them yeah tell your friends if you like it yeah. you know big us up yeah tell stitcher you know why aren't these guys your featured artists man yeah. rate, rate review and subscribe yeah Do rate all them things. review subscribe yeah harangue and until next time <coughs> sorry I said that wrong I thought it was going to be a tag on that you didn't say anything you just waved <laughs> <laughs> Till anyway, next time. Till next time. See ya. Bye. 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 There's no need to wave. <laughs>